It's Tepo Waffle Time! Yay! Welcome to Tepo Waffle, everybody. Yes, with Stephen Troy. Okay, Steve, yes. have you ever been complimented? <laughs> not often. I'm not the most complimentary person. Okay, let me rephrase that slightly. Have your students ever complimented you or your lesson or an aspect thereof? Yes, yes, and I, I love it when they do. I love it when it's spontaneous and I, I get a sense of... I get a sense of meaning from it. Students say, are you teaching us again tomorrow? Or Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've had quite a few of those. I, I actually don't know how to respond to the really general ones. You're such a good teacher. I mm. like studying with you. And I just go, uh, thanks. Mm. Mm. Actually, my default answer is, well, I like my job, which is true. I, I'm, I'm not a good teacher because I'm always the most prepared or anything else, but I do genuinely enjoy teaching. There is the problem where you get complimented, you're substituting for a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and and the students clearly enjoyed your lesson more than they enjoy... Their, their regular teacher. Yeah. Then that's a problem because um, are you undermining the other teacher? Yeah, I always feel bad about that one. And anyway, by studying with me for one lesson, do you really know who I am no. as a teacher? And you quite often only see me be big and shiny. Hey, cat, rub all over the microphone and make noise. Cat has uh, decided to contribute to this Message. Message. Cat, mm. have you ever been complimented? Cat, you look lovely today. I love the way you walk all over the table and scratch yourself on the microphone. <laughs> okay. All right. How about those nice specific purrs? That's a compliment. If you pick up a cat and it purrs, that's a compliment of sorts. Oh, my God. Uh, how about a nice specific compliment? Like, um, oh, what I had recently... Oh, studying grammar with you is so easy. Oh, okay. Yes, that, that's a nice, meaningful comment. Yeah, good. Because it's not just a matter of you're a good teacher. That's a, or we you, like you, or you're yeah, funny. Or, yeah, or you're so handsome, whatever. But th this is, uh, you've made this topic really simple, and I understand. Straightforward, it. Yeah. and I learned something. And yeah, and as a teacher, that's, that's, a, that's what we're aiming for, I would imagine. Yep. I, I think that's one of the best compliments I've had. I've had it a few times. It's my, my big one. M my best compliment ever was, I wish you were my teacher when I was in primary school, from a like 50-year-old woman. Oh, yeah. Why? I've been studying this for 40 years, and I wish you were my teacher when I was young, because no one ever bothered to show me this. Right. Okay. Which, I, which was very gratifying and, and lovely. Mm. Uh, what did your student compliment you on the other day? You were talking about Excel. Um, oh, oh, well, I mean, I, I, I was showing the students how to use Excel, yeah. and they... First of it all, wasn't, said, yeah, what's, it wasn't, what's Excel? Yeah, it wasn't a compliment about me. It was a compliment about the fact that I'd shown them something. So the one student said to me, wow, this is really useful if you're an accountant. These are high school students. Um... They said, well, this is really useful for accountants. And I said, yes, and for teachers, because I use it for doing scores and stuff. 
And one of the students was listening to us turn around and she said, and cheaters. And, and I found that that was quite gratifying because that meant that they had seen the purpose, the meaning, the, yeah. the reality of what it is so that was the, showing them. The content wasn't even your style. It was the content of your lesson. Had, had, had been meaningful for them, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of what I try to do in the classroom is show students stuff that's actually going to be worthwhile or try and propagandize the lesson so that what I have to teach them feels like it has meaning. Okay. Um, and so when they, do, when they do draw connections to their real life, I mean, the fact that she could see a way of cheating in a maths exam from Excel, that's great. Um, yeah. um, maths teacher might not like it, but the fact is that Excel is that. That's what it is. Okay, now uh, this is my roundabout way of, of asking the opposite question. If the student studies with you for a day or you're their new teacher or whatever and they suddenly go, you're amazing, I think that, uh, sure, that's lovely and that's all nice and well and good and I feel warm and fuzzy and sometimes a little bit embarrassed about it, but I always stop and wonder... Hang on, what are you getting from everyone else that this is so good? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the problem is we can't we can't compare ourselves to everybody else because we don't see what's happening. Exactly. No, and um, th the fact is that in a class of forty students, I might be reaching these four with my style. You might be reaching a different four with your style, and the guy who comes in who I think is not a very good teacher might be reaching the... Other four. Different, yeah. And so, yeah, uh, I think that the, the those four are not getting much out of the other teachers that they're... or the ones that are complimenting you, for example. But um, th there's some benefit. I, I This is a question I've thought about a lot because I watch teachers teaching and I think that they're not good or I have a problem with what they're doing. And then the director walks past and goes, wow, that teacher's doing a great job. And um, the fact that I'm not, I'm judging a teacher based on a, some sort of internal belief about what I believe, what is I think, or yeah, yeah, how a classroom should be working, is not necessarily the way that the administration is judging, or the parents are judging, or even the students are judging. You know, um, so we've got this problem about what good is, and when a student compliments us, if it's an individual or a small group. That's one thing. If it, the whole class leaves and goes, oh, my God, we, we definitely want this teacher again, then, yes, we've got to wonder. What their other teacher yeah. teaches. But the fact is that school, I mean, we spend 12 years at school. A lot of that is time wasted. Absolutely. Um, really, a lot of it. Yeah. Sitting around, doing nothing. Waiting, waiting for your turn is the big one. Waiting for the teacher to arrive. Waiting, class. Yeah, waiting um, for the teacher to mark all the other students' work. Stressing about the exam that's tomorrow, which actually has no benefit because it's just a regurgitation effect. The, the, the thing is, the mitigating uh, thought here, though, is that all this downtime, educational downtime, the students are learning social skills, <laughs> <laughs> they're learning how to interact with one another, they're learning hierarchies and, and tact, uh, they're learning how to play the system. These are things. These are life skills, right? This they is are life skills. Yes. <laughs> they're probably learning more from the downtime than they are from the actual education time. Quite possibly, yes. Okay, so let's take your your 
your little dream scenario there and unpack it. The whole class says... My dream scenario. Yeah. The whole the class whole says, class oh my says, God, that class is yeah. great. We love you, which by inference well, is I mean, saying the, you don't like the other guy. Yeah, I mean, they might not even say that, but but they might. You, the class leaves and everybody's buzzing about the topic and they're all excited about what it is. And, and I, the general question is, are you coming back again tomorrow? And of course you're not because you're the... The substitute sub, or teacher. you're a guy here and he comes in once a week. Right. Or, or so for that matter, you might be coming back tomorrow, but just because you're coming back tomorrow and you're one of their teachers right now, you're not replacing every teacher. You're one of their teachers. One of, one so of eight teachers they might that have, they meet, yeah. They might have eight or yeah. ten or twenty or yeah. whatever, and, and you come in to them once a day or once a week sometimes. Yeah. And then saying... Yeah, but you see, but even then, if they're complimenting you, and you, if you're only coming in twice a week, let's just say twice a week, you, you're not the disciplined guy. No. You, you're the nice guy, and you've got a little bag of tricks that you use when you're with them, and then you leave, and you use those bag of tricks again. So a teacher who's with them every day has got a completely different set of demands that... Yeah, and a different relationship. And right, a different and that person has to discipline them and maintain, maintain the cohesion of the classroom, and... And worry so about their, admin stuff. Yeah, so that that teacher's job is completely different. So it's it's I don't I don't know I don't know that yes it's nice for them to say that, but if I were to take on the role of disciplinarian, uh, the disciplinarian role in in the same classroom, yeah maybe I'd do it differently from the teacher that they've got, but they might not like me that much anymore because now I'm going to be. I'm going to be focusing on have you all got your books and why is, why don't you have a, a red line under the date like we agreed that we do and or whatever it is that you know kids take seriously. Yeah. Okay, so then we get to play this uh it's almost cheating, you know. We get the novelty factor of going in and being the fun or cool or interesting or motivating or whatever. Yeah, well, that's the fun of being a language teacher, right? Yeah. Because you go in and you just have a lot of fun. It's also the curse of the language teacher because if you get a class that doesn't, it isn't motivated or doesn't want to study, you're in no position to do anything about it. Because it's just English. It's just English. And you're not that serious teacher that's going to... And, and who cares if we fail? And, yeah, whatever. So... You can go in and have a lot of fun with the students, or you can go in and get nothing done because the students have not been tuned into to the importance of studying with you, I suppose. And is there an importance in studying with us? Well, so is there an importance <laughs> in studying anything? Uh, uh, I mean, this is this is still part of the compliment. The we had a great time with you. Or we wish you could st- we study with you every day or whatever. Yeah, is also a, a question of. Do you wish you can study with me because it's not such a heavy, weighty, serious thing? Or do you wish you could study with me because you find Miss Marple boring because all she talks about is murder mysteries? Yes. We don't know. So, uh, no, I mean, the thing is that I don't think that a student would say, I want to study with you every day because it's English. I um Okay. Uh, I doubt that very much. I think that English can be extremely boring and tedious in the wrong hands. Um, so if they do say, wow, I want to study with the everyday English is so much fun, you've, you've scored two points there. You've made English fun and interesting, and you've become a popular teacher because of the way that you've handled the lesson 
Um, All right, this brings me to the what I consider a horrible comment, a horrible praise or compliment. From a student. Yeah. Oh, we like you so much better than Miss Marple. Mm. That one. Mm. We we don't like Miss Marple. We want to study with you instead of Miss Marple. Her and her murder mystery addiction, where all she does is yeah. Why why do you think that happens? Us. Um, look, I've got to admit that there's a chance Miss Marple is just boring, and she talks about murder mysteries all the time. Yeah, I mean yeah. Um, or they're bored with her. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, I mean, mm, the, the 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 thing is that having a substitute teacher, in my opinion, when I was a kid, when the substitute teacher walked in, everybody turned off. Yes. So if you're a substitute teacher, walk in and everybody's excited. Yes, you've done a good job. Okay, let's get away from the substitute teacher then. You and Miss Marple... Are co-teachers. Yeah, you teach conversation. Right, and she teaches grammar. And she teaches grammar. Or vice versa, because I, I don't want to say that. It's the topic itself that's boring, which which can be the case. But you and Miss Marple both teach something quite similar. All right, and is this just a group of students, or is it fairly unanimous? It's fairly unanimous. The class says, we wish we could study with you instead of Miss Marple. And you say? I say, oh, God, I don't know. What do you say? What do you say to that? You say, oh, I don't know. I'd probably, <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably try and play it down and go, no, Miss Marple is... Uh, you, uh, uh, this reminds me of a situation we had at school when I was a kid at high school. We had a, a teacher called Mr. Davies who, who was really, really unpopular. He was strict and he was mean and, and small-minded and... You know, he would really pick on people, and um, yeah. But the um, and we complained to a group of us went to complain to one of the the form masters and said, you know, we we don't want to study with him. And the guy turned around and he said, "Why? John's a nice guy. He's really friendly and he's really outgoing." And and we were upset about that because he just dismissed yeah. our. But at the same time, we it also forced me to think well. Maybe maybe we're not seeing the whole person. Um, wow, that's very deep for a teenager. Well, I mean, I, I, I was more angry than, than... But I was shocked that somebody liked him. I think okay. that's... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, how could somebody like this guy? Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe saying, oh, well, Miss Marple's not too bad. What, uh, maybe, I don't know, could you make a discussion out of it? What don't you like about her lessons? But then it just Ooh, sounds like yeah, see, it just sounds like you're you're being you're, you're ganging digging, up on her yeah. with them. Or, yeah, that, I mean that's my it's it's my worst. I I find that to be the worst compliment. We like you better than Mister Davies. Well, I suppose not now. I'm going to think about Miss Marple. Does she think she's good, or is she just going through a bad patch, or does she is, not care? Or yeah, is she fifty nine and about to retire? In which case. Just bad luck for them that they've landed up with her. Um, if if she's thinks she's amazing and all the kids hate her, then um, there's there's definitely an issue that needs to be addressed by somebody. Not me. I don't want to address it. Well, see, uh, <laughs> the, the big problem with this, you can't actually do anything about it. 
Miss Marple is, let's say Miss Marple is terrible, all the students hate her, and she's about to retire. And the answer to that is, yeah, sorry about that, guys. But you can't say that. Let's say Miss Marple is horrible and she thinks she's fantastic and you can't do anything about it, so all you can do is say to the students, sorry about that, guys, but you can't <laughs> no, no, but, say but, that. But I, anyway, I mean, the thing is that anything that you say about Miss Marple is going to sound like gossiping. So you're just yeah. going to have to say, thanks for being complimentary to me. I don't know. I, I don't think that... You know, I'm, or I'm glad that you like my lessons, or uh, you you you're gonna have to turn it away from her. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. Or turn it onto well, how can you maximize your learning during Miss Marple's lessons? You know, you're gonna have to do that kind of. Yeah, thing. I, I I must admit that if the students actually want to discuss it, that's normally my default fallback. If they say something about Miss Marple, I'll go. Oh, yeah, but she's she knows so much about her topic. Her single one topic. Whatever. Yes, okay, yeah. I've got it, yeah. I, you know, I, I have to say it that way. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't... You can't say to students, I agree with you. Now, now w- w- this is an analysis of students' compliments. Yeah, and uh, we have the general, we love you, teacher, you're fun, um, which could be... All right, so let's your get... Dif- your different... Let's your get on to a slightly different... One. Okay. <laughs> Which is when a student starts... doesn't happen to me, but students start <laughs> crushing on the teacher. Because okay. that, that, that's also a kind of compliment in a way. You, you, it, the, the students spend a lot of time looking at the teacher, or the teacher is the center of attention, and, and that can mean the center of negative sure. responses. But um, when a student gets all... And it happens quite often. In um, the, that's that's a sign that they've bought into you through the lesson. I don't know. Well, they bought into your personality as a teacher. Um, I I'm of the I don't know if it's a belief, but in practice, who I am as a teacher in the classroom is not actually who I am as a human being when I'm at home picking my toenails while I watch a movie. Right. Those are two completely different people. And not okay, maybe not completely different, but they're definitely different people. And so the student doesn't actually have a crush on me. The they have a crush on your teacher persona. Yeah, and, and even it, even then, it's not just my teacher persona. They also have a crush on power figure, you know, the 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 person in front of the room that can command an audience. And yeah, and the thing is that as an English teacher, we're going in and if you're doing it, if you're following humanistic teaching methods, then you're being nice and you're creating positive classroom atmosphere and you're allowing students to talk about themselves and you're encouraging them to express their feelings and, and so you're becoming borderline psychologist, really. I yeah. mean, you're going into, into therapy areas where students are, are cathartic on the floor and discussing their families. And <laughs> I'm going to use that phrase. Of, he, he was cathartic all over the floor. <laughs> yes. Okay. And, and, and in that case, yes, I mean, that's what happens to therapists too. Um, that attachment thing. Well, where... yeah, I mean, if somebody lets you cathartic on their floor, there's, there's a risk of attachment. Okay. So then that... That takes us to the final compliment, 
which is actually you you dovetailed this in quite nicely. Oh, have I? Yeah. Did I do it well? Can, can give me a compliment. Um, you so nicely led into the oh, idea of um, teacher. Uh, five of us or ten of us are having a party on Friday night. Do you want to come? Can you come? Can you come with us? <laughs> Can you come to the party on Friday night? Yeah. Okay, and let's. I'll, I'll make this a bit easier. Let's say that uh, it's a group. It's an adult class, so there's none of that weird like. Um, sorry, you guys are sixteen year olds. Yeah. And you just want to, because sixteen year olds aren't going to invite you to hang out. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, a sixteen year old will say, "My mum told me to ask you." If you wanted to come to our barbecue pool... Yeah, but you know... Fiesta. Okay, when I started teaching, I was 22. Yeah. And I was teaching senior teens. So they were 18, yeah. 17, 18. And I was invited to... I was in a Muslim country. So I was invited to a parties wedding. and weddings. And, and um, the beginning of Eid. And I mean, I was, it was just a flow of parties. And then when I started teaching... When I got a bit older and I'd left there and I started teaching a different group of students, I wasn't invited anywhere. For anything. And, and how old were those students? They were adults. Okay. And they were businessmen. And one of them invited me to a karaoke evening and it was a disaster. And and, um, <laughs> and I didn't want to do it. In, but the fact that I wasn't invited anymore was... I, I felt like I had lost something. Okay. Sure, I had. I mean, I got older and, and probably... <laughs> <laughs> so the, inviting, the being invited thing... Yeah, I mean, you you in especially as a language teacher in a foreign country, you you engaging in the culture and you're learning about the students, and it's weird. Maybe. Yes, it, it is. But uh, if they're inviting you and they're enjoying it, and you're enjoying the the they're learning English from you at the same time, and it's an extension of the classroom. And it's uh, um, now that I'm fifty, and they invited me to karaoke. I would. Yeah, I mean they don't. <laughs> they don't I'm sure they do every now and then. No, they they invite you to. No, they don't invite me to anything. My students, I, and maybe that's that's a, an indictment on me as a teacher now that I don't create that informality and that friendliness that I used to. I I have a blanket policy of, uh, I'll try to say yes to one of the all of us are doing something things, like. Uh, it's it's the end of the course, and we're all going to have a graduation dinner, uh, and it, even though it's independent of the school, it's not a, a school extracurricular thing. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of students. But yeah. it's everybody all at the same time, mm. and I'll I'll go. I try to do the thing where I don't know. I'm just so just, I'm lazy to it, the students. Even if they all let's go out for lunch today, you know. I'm sorry, guys. I've got a lot of marking to do. I don't even if I don't have a lot of marking. I, I yeah. But uh, I, maybe that's just because I'm... I, I cop out of it quite a bit. Uh, I mean, that's one of the really nice things about having a kid now is sometimes I go, sorry, I have to pick up my kid from school and then take care of him. Yeah, but the fact is, the fact is that be- the fact that they've invited, they probably haven't invited Miss Marple. Probably not. Although sometimes they invite they invite Miss Marple hoping she won't come because they, they're too shy to... Well, not- if 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 most Marple's been invited, then then their invitation to you has no meaning. It was just a polite, it, it was a polite formula. We have to invite all the teachers. Yeah, we should invite the teachers. And if they just invite you, 
I, I would cop out. I mean, I would, I would say no, but I would take it to mean that somehow or another there's a relationship that's built up between me and the class, which is positive. But now we're all the way back around to they only invited you and they didn't invite Miss Marple. So now, by default, you're you're back to that thing of the students going. Yeah, but but okay. My my thing is that students will naturally compare teachers. Sure. If if there's eight teachers, that the te- the students are going to spend a lot of time watching them and compare. And they're going to have preferences, and they're going to feel that this is easier and that's better, and he's nicer and she's not so nice. And, and I wouldn't want Mr. Davies to come to any of my things when I was a teenager because we didn't like him. But we did like Mr. Harty, and um, he would have just been a lot of fun, and it would have... So, I don't know. I, I think that that's just... That's fairly natural. I, I don't... I, I think it's a compliment, yes, that you've, you've not become the, the horrible guy. Okay. All right. I want to end this on a little bit of an anecdote. So, um, in one of my 17 jobs... I, I do uh, oral exams for students. These are students that I don't know, that I haven't met, uh, we've got no personal relationship whatsoever, and uh, you're given formulate questions that you have to use with the, the students. And you can't deviate from this them. This is a standardised test. Standardised test. Yeah. And a common question that's put into the options is something like, uh, what's your favourite subject? Or do you study English at school and do you like it? Or... Uh, what's sometimes even what's your least favorite subject, which is a weird one, but in general, there's often a consistency of the students saying like you get a group of students who all st- are all of the same age group, same grade, who are sharing the same teachers, and they'll tend to give only two answers the whole time who's your f- uh, what's your favorite subject ah uh, it's physics. Why? Oh, because I really like that calculus. Teacher. Oh, right. Well, even though physics and right. calculus, are, they're okay. kind of related. Anyway. But then we also have the, uh, what's your favourite subject? French. Why? Um, because it's so much fun and the teacher's cool and interesting. Right. And so you get um, uh, those two answers. The, I'm good at the subject and I enjoy the challenge of the subject itself or the it's not about the subject it's about the, the, the learning and the teacher and yeah. the so the students then are putting just as much weight into the I'm good at it good at it and as I, the, the teacher's really good but that's right I mean you I, I've had experiences where a teacher has been so bad it's put me off the subject completely you know uh, the so if you get a teacher who's good, who turns you onto the subject and makes you excited about it, well, then that's fantastic. Yeah. That's, um, but then the flip side of that says, well, sometimes the fact is Miss Marple is a crap teacher. And I'm sorry, guys, but I can't say anything about that other than, <laughs> oh, I'm really glad you enjoy my class. Well, you could say, I don't know, she's quite nice in the staff room. We have a lot of fun with her and make the students think, oh, maybe somebody does like her after all. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a real cop-out of an answer, but yeah. Um, Do you think your principal actually liked Mr. Davies? Or was he just giving you a cop-out answer and you didn't pick up on it at the time? I I still actually... This is now 
35 years later, I still can't believe that anybody liked that guy. <laughs> he, um, he, he really was very small-minded. Okay. And he landed up getting fired after we left the school. So... Says, yeah, it does say a little bit more that it wasn't just you guys. Yeah. Yeah, he was horrible, really. Yeah. All right. Our, uh, a word, a word from, from our sponsor. sponsors today. Yeah. Uh, our sponsor today is throat lozenges and orange juice. Throat lozenges and orange juice in one packet. Um, well, you could have orange-flavoured throat lozenges. Or you could have no, throat-flavoured orange, orange juice. juice. <laughs> no. um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of the really strong menthol throat lozenges because they help clear your nose at the same time. But uh, yeah, wrong Is with there a orange. particular kind of throat lozenger which has sponsored us today? Um, well, I was previously, before the podcast started... <coughs> oh, in case everyone hasn't noticed, I have a bit of a cold. And therefore he has throat lozenges... Strepsils. Strepsils, who um, are our sponsor today. Yeah, they're not in my pocket. Fishermen no. friends are in my pocket. They're who really are not strong, our sponsors today. Really strong minty ones, which also help you breathe through your nose. Anyway, all the throat lozenges are our sponsors today, but particularly Strepsils. Um, um, yeah, the, gr- the blue menthol ones. Right, so visit them at blue menthol lozenges, strepsil.com. Dot org. Right. Dot co. Dot th. Dot no. Yeah, <laughs> th for throat. Yeah, dot th. Well done. Tefal Waffle is proudly brought to you by the non-stop bufflers, Troy and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints or queries, you can email tefalwaffle at gmail.com or visit www.tefalwaffle.com.